Welcome back to the podcast that rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. Sorry for the audio gaff there just for a second. Thank you all for tuning in. For all those on YouTube, thank you again for listening on Spotify, Speaker, Stitcher, Apple, Google, and all of the streaming podcast services that are available out there that are definitely helping podcasters and ripping off musicians. I'll talk more about that later. With me again is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Oh, you said hi, Gretchen. That's that's changing it up a bit. Yeah. Mm. Just doing whatever. Something in there. You're just do, you're just doing whatever you want now, and just living like starting to slowly degrade on that joke. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> degrade on that joke. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Excuse me for not sticking to the script. There was no script, and I assure you that wasn't in it. <laughs> So hopefully you all are doing well. There is some positive news in the world of music. There is some negative. However, we are going to talk about a few things. And for those of you who just tuned in right now and noticed the title of this week's episode, it is exactly what it looks like. Um, Five Figure Death Punch is up in there again with the not conspiracy, but a lot of news about possibly losing another member of the band. And this is not a new thing for them. They've lost members in the past. This time it's a little different because they might be losing Jason Hook if they've not already lost them. And Jason Hook is one of the two guitarists of Five Figure Death Punch and has been through with Five Figure Death Punch through the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Ah, so to catch everyone up to speed, over the past few months, Jason Hook has been noticeably absent ever since he had to bow out of a Five Figure Death Punch few concerts at the end of last year, beginning of this year, due to um, just personal health reasons. It was nothing to do with friction or anything like that. Gretchen, can um, give a little more insight on that one. You saw Five Figure Death Punch at the end of last year, correct? Yeah, it was like, I don't know, December 3rd or something. It was whenever they came to Norfolk, Virginia. Gotcha. Um, and they were all there on stage. Um, I will say Jason didn't look like enthusiastic, okay. but he also still made like good faces for pictures and stuff like that. But, um, but then he had gallbladder surgery, emergency gallbladder surgery. Like, what did I say? They had to cancel their December 12th show. And then they postponed like the last three shows because of it. Yeah. And you know, that's going to happen. Like, that's that's a part of life. That's just because you're a musician in a big band doesn't mean you're immune to that. However, those shows are indefinitely postponed to like every other concert and tour. So <laughs> that really doesn't matter that much either. So that'll part, that part of it's something different. However, the news is really going around now that Jason Hook might be done done. Because there's a few key tips pointing to this. Number one... People are asking Ivan Moody and Jason Hook if Jason is done with the band, and Ivan Moody is just being cute with it and just kind of acknowledging that people are asking that and not giving direct answers and joking around about it. They're not denying that he's gone. Jason Hook is doing the same thing, just kind of laughing it off and just talking about it, not really doing anything. Another big indicator is that for all the promotional stuff the band has done, including music videos... The biggest take on this is a little bit off the music video they did in Los, in empty Las Vegas when they were shooting through like quarantine streets in Las Vegas and things like that with the band, which was a really good idea. There's no Jason Hook, and they all live, or most of them live, in Vegas. I didn't even think about that, because I watched that video twice. I didn't even 
see that or catch that. Uh-huh. I think I was so flabbergasted by the fact that Vegas looked like, you know, a deserted town. Right. That, to me, is a big old indicator that something's up. And it sends me to flashbacks of a couple years ago, the second time Ivan Moody had a on-stage meltdown and said he's quitting the band and this is his last show ever with Five Figure Death Punch. That was in Europe. And as soon as he said that, they went through the show and it was super awkward. There's footage of it online all over the place. And Jason Hook was the first to go on Twitter and saying... Thank God we are done with that human cancer. Referring to Ivan Moody. Yes, he did. What? That was years ago. I wasn't wasn't using Twitter as often. I I remember that that. distinctly. I remember Zoltan saying something much more polite and poetic about it. And Jason Hook did not. And I remember that specifically. That was the second time. The second time he just said, I'm quitting the band during a concert in front of an audience. I say, I remember that. And that was years ago, too. That was 2017. I believe so, yes. So, at that point... That was, I, yeah, that was the year they got Phil from All That Remains to the... Correct. And at that point, you think, okay, I can see where Jason Hook's anger and frustration is coming from. However, the band pushed out and put out more albums since then to less and less um, acclaim from both the fan base and uh, from casuals. And in 2020, they finally released a new album, no cover songs. The fan base was much happier with F8. Much, much mm-hmm. happier. And even you said you, you liked this album fine. I did. Okay. I really liked album. And I was not a fan at all. But even I can say, yes, it's better than their last two. I can even say that. Last two, though? Well, got your got last one absolutely got your six is like different but i guess it's about the same got your six at least had some killer guitar work even though i was not a fan of ivan moody's um phoning in oeoeo i've got a demon inside oeoeo i feel like jekyll and hyde oeoeo ridiculous when i'm in a mood that's like my go-to song thank you what's the mood when you just want to pee your pants from laugh when you want to laugh when you want to pee your pants laughing because it's so dumb no No, when i'm mad at something i blast that song and yeah it makes me feel better i just watched (laughs) i just watched grave i just watched grave of the fireflies i don't know if i'll ever laugh again Oh, we oh, we oh. <laughs> I'm happy again. I'm going to leave this podcast. No, no, okay, I'll move on. Bye. Anyway, F8, we can both agree, though, is better than their previous album, And Justice for None. That's a world of difference. So. Show. Keep in mind, though, like I said a couple minutes ago, this is not anything new for Five Figure Death Punch. A few years ago, Jeremy Spencer left the band due claiming back problems and needing back surgery, said he's not going to be able to play drums anymore, at least professionally. That was a big deal. And like it's, it seemed amicable. It seemed like he went out with good respect and everything. And then he became a police officer. And started his own band. And then years later, started another band. Now, I'm not going to sit here, point the finger. This is all just assumptions, no hard proof. But it feels to me like maybe his back wasn't 
the only reason he was leaving. So, now that he has his own band, I think it's psychosexual, and it's as also as dumb as it sounds. I was about to say. Uh, 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 uh. So, I'm starting to see the wheels come off the bus a little bit. They weren't already off? No, because they released a new album this year that had original music. But unfortunately. Maybe that bus had a donut. Well, okay, then it's time they stop (laughs) riding on that donut. That is a good analogy, Gretchen. That is well said, though. They've been riding on they've been riding on that spare for a while and it's time to pull over and address the real problem. Uh, there's a lot like now that the band cannot rely on touring and let's be honest, Five Figure Death Punch relied on touring. And I know that's cliche to say every band relies on touring obviously. It's the 2020, you know, before COVID, all bands that's the only way they can make a living. Five Figure Death Punch was a live band. That's why people, that's where they made their money. Gretchen can attest to that when she saw up in Norfolk when all the 40 and 50 year olds were punching each other in the t- chest. And it was like, oh man, I can't even describe the way you, you describe the audience at that Norfolk show. <laughs> Monster really should have been there to like do an ad. Oh, just film it as B-roll for an ad on a commercial? ad because that was basically it yeah i believe it i mean but moving on from that though let's call it like it is ivan's sober he's been sober for years but he's still filming himself like singing the lyrics to his own song and beating the crap out of his own furniture with a baseball bat because he feels like it talking about the song again a little bit you. A little bit off, yeah. He was like just, know, he was just. I don't know that in the other one that you were making fun of. Well, he also filmed himself on Instagram or whatever streaming, like social media, it was, just oh. mouthing the words along and just taking a baseball bat to his own television in his living room and saying, "I just felt like it." That's right. I do that is not normal behavior. That is not normal. Something is wrong Maybe to, you. to most people. <laughs> Something is wrong in Camp Five Finger. And I now, with all these clues that Jason Hook might be gone, that's a big deal. We've not heard anything official from either party. Just like Atreyu last week, we have not heard anything official for or against. But guys... It's clear that things are not well in Camp Five Finger. And you have, like, the two party, the two people I always go back to, uh, Zoltan and mm-hmm. Chris. Yeah. You do not hear bad things about these guys. Nope. You don't. In fact, you hear people, a lot of people defend them. They hold it together. Not, they, okay, but still, Jeremy left claiming back issues. Maybe, uh, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Say they're absolutely legit. If Jeremy's back was better, why did he just come back to Five Finger? And then now, go ahead. Because of the new drummer? I guess. I don't know. He's No, he's fine. He's not a problem. But still, I don't know. But then after that, you now have Jason Hook, who's like a ghost. And who is a big part of the band. A big part. Yeah. So. He's, He's been there. 
one of the longest Wikipedia has like a timeline mm-hmm. of uh, who's been there the longest. And I see that Zoltan has, did he start it or something? Did he and Jeremy start the band? Because they were both there at the beginning of it. I believe if, I believe Jason was one of the beginning members. Like, like that was like at the tail end of Motograder before Ivan jumped on, if that makes sense. What was that, 2008? Um, well, just looking at the Wikipedia timeline, yeah, Zoltan I've, and I've Jeremy read those. Yeah. both like, were 2005? Is that when the band It looks started? like Zoltan and Jeremy are the founding members. And then... See, that's I'm like, hmm? Yep. Sure looks that way. So if yeah. Zoltan... If, um, if Jason's done, who's been with the band since around 2009, mm-hmm. so he's been a part of the biggest selling albums, like 2010, 2012. Yeah. He was there for those American Capitalist days. So he's mm-hmm. set, but that means, boy, oh boy, if he's fed up, if he doesn't want to do anything to do with this now, if F8, I'm curious to see how well F8 sold because it had chart success because, again, radio will continue to play Five Figure Death Punch regardless of the song. But even now, um, a little bit off is kind of a thing of the past. Yeah. So, man, oh, man, I'm really not sure what else to make of it besides I think people are just seeing what happens when you have a band that is toxic within itself. And it's been called that by other members before. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, the diehard fan base of the band is also toxic. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. The like, true... I, mean, I love the band, right. but I can see where the toxicity right. of everything that surrounds it comes from. And I'm talking about the diehard wearing Five Finger Death Punch merch every day, the knuckle tattoos, the stuff like that, the Monster Energy uh, sweatbands. Oh, man. I still feel that this is the... I want to hear something official from the band or from Jason, one or the other. And Jason has not held back on stuff like this before. So that's why I'm wondering if this is more legit because he's trying to get all his I crosses, crosses, T's, dot his eyes, make sure everything's in place for him to leave, leave. Well, and you know, PR mm-hmm. is probably like, y'all keep this hush hush until we say so. Please, just one time, guys. One time, keep your mouth shut, please. I I didn't even drink before I started this job, and you guys forced me to do it because I'm dealing with your accidents all the time. Please, just once, let me finish this out. And I mean, Jason Hook's going to be 50 this year. Mm-hmm. They're all getting up there in age. I remember... You birthday with him, by the way. Oh, do you? Okay. You. No, you. Oh, I do? Yeah. Oh, October 3rd. Okay, interesting. He's much older than me, but I get that. October 3rd. (laughs) I'm not turning 50 for everyone there. I'm still in my early 30s. Thank you very much. But still, oh man, I just feel, can Zoltan and Chris really keep the reins on Ivan and hope that while Ivan is still sober and still doing a good job from that, what I understand, his attitude is clearly still an issue. And now that everyone's just sitting at home planning 2021, maybe, and this is all speculation too, don't take this verbatim. Like if you want to see like the little jokey tweets on Instagram and Twitter from Ivan and Jason, they're on the respective accounts. What if Jason Hook is sitting at home in Vegas right now, comfortably trying to wake COVID out and going, do I really want to get back on the road with these knuckleheads? And that Mm -hmm. refers to both 
Ivan and the most toxic of fans who make some concerts unbearable. Let's be honest, Mm -hmm. like every big band has seen crowds in specific cities get too rough or too stupid and it ruins the show. Yeah. That does happen. And from every, from the biggest names to the smallest clubs, that happens. And it's happened Mm -hmm. at Five Figure Death Punch shows. So, I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's that whole logic of, You've had a break for a while, and you have plans for other things. Do you really want to go back into that environment? And there's no easy answer for either one. There's no wrong answer either, to be fair. But you really have to make some decisions sooner or later and weigh out the pros and cons. Because if Jason Hook's about to turn 50, he still has enough time to do another project if he wants to. Step away from Ivan and Five Figure Death Punch. He does. I was about to say, it looks like he's the oldest one in the group. He's th- a full 10 years older than Ivan. That's what I thought. I thought Ivan was either the youngest or tied for the youngest, one of the two. Well, with Charlie now, I think Charlie is. Okay, that's right. That does make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, if you think about that, Ivan's only, what, 39, 40? Yeah, he was born in 80. Yeah, oh, he looks so much older. He does. Oh. So he's, yeah, he turned 40 this year. Yeah. Like, everyone thinks Ivan is this big, monstrous, because of his big, monstrous personality, or the one that used to have anyway. He's not a big man, and he's not taking the best care of himself over the years. He's actually quite small. I think he's my height. I think he's 5'6". Really? That small? Okay. 5'6 or 5'7, because, like, I've got a picture for or a meet and greet. I was going to say, you did a meet and greet, you did a meet and greet years ago, right? I love them, despite what everyone wants to say about them. I didn't um, say yeah, anything. I did Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a meet and greet with them, and he was pretty much my height. So he's either five six, five seven. I'll give him five seven. Let's just say he's five seven for benefit yeah, of the five, doubt. Seven. But he's also a frail yeah. five seven. He's not a stout bodybuilder type. Mm-hmm. He's pretty thin, scrawny. Yeah. And I think that's what's shocking for a lot of people when you see him on stage. He's not a big man. No. He is not. If all those college bros and drunk frat boy wannabes and the 30 and 40 and 50 year old grown men who just love to crush monsters on their forehead and think mm-hmm. Ivan's their hero. Yeah. This is the type of things like, oh, and, oh my gosh, you're Ivan Moody. If they ever see him off stage, <laughs> you, you're the guy that's riling people up. You, that type of thing. Right. Huh. Okay, he might, be, he might be a little taller than me. He was kind of squatting. I'll say I was gonna say I'll say five seven because I don't know what kind of shoes you had on. What shoes he had on? I had Converse and he had flip flops. Okay, so roughly close. But he's kind of leaning, so maybe I'll give him like five nine. Maybe I can't remember. It's been a hot minute. Let's say five eight. We'll just say five eight. But <laughs> but still five eight. And also, by the way, rolling is this one of the um, meet and greets where he just rolled off the tour bus? Clearly, just waking up, it goes okay. Let's meet people. No, he was actually very friendly. Like good, I was, good. I was kind of. Um, I remember. Um, oh God, what is that song that everyone makes fun of now? Where he talks about. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> no, one with actual lyrics. Be quiet. Matt, you. No, no, that one song that you were just quoting. Um, oh, we oh, we oh. No, that's that's not Jek- Jekyll and Hyde. Not Jekyll and Hyde. A little bit off. The one where he, the one that he talks about blabbermouth. Oh, champagne. 
campaign, which I, I still love. It's catchy. Um, that is I one was, of the cause... worst number one rock songs of all time. Hush! Yeah. Anywho, um, I remember that had, I don't remember if that album had just, or that single had just come out, but I remember hearing that lyric and being like, oh my God, does he really not like meet and greets? Uh, and then turns out it was just a song lyric because he was probably the most jovial of the group. Good. Because um, I remember I was terrified to be like, do you like dogs? Because I named my dog after you. And he's like, I love dogs. My dog's on the tour bus right now. Oh, see, there and you go. Yeah, it was sweet. There you go. I mean, again, like he's been sober for a few years now. You could clearly see he has tried to get things back together. You can definitely tell that. Yeah. And like, again, I, I'll give him positives. F8 is much better than the previous album. Yes. Even though I still like the previous album, there are a few songs on there that I enjoyed. Uh, oh, oh, oh. It was not stellar. No, no. And it was not my favorite. <laughs> no <but> one's favorite. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to defend. <laughs> fair, fair. This is going back to Jason Hook, though. I feel like the actual killer guitar work ended on Got Your Six, which was not even a great album. The, gil the killer guitar work was not there on Injustice for None, and it really wasn't on there for F8. And, it, and that doesn't mean like he can't play anymore. He obviously can. It just means it wasn't in the writing for the music. And that kind of sucks. You know, it's like when you have a Rush album, you want to make sure the killer drums are in there. You don't just sit kneeling back, go, hey, um, just give me a steady beat. Don't work yourself too hard. No. No. Here's another example. When you have Slash on Slash's solo albums with Miles Kennedy, you, Miles Kennedy doesn't go, hey, Slash, um, just do a four chord song. You, you, you don't want to have to bust out anything. We'll take it. A little bit. No. So if you have someone like Jason Hook who can play, why wouldn't you use it? And that's another that's another sign for me. So I leave the question to everyone there, especially if you're uh, listening to this on YouTube. If you're listening to it on the podcast feeds, feel free to like, at me on Twitter or on the Facebook page or in Discord or Instagram. Don't at me on Discord; that notifies everybody. But still. <laughs> it's a big question do you think he should stay do you think he will stay do you think he'll do something else there's a lot of yes there's a lot of pros and cons there's a lot of ways he could go especially right now when there's no touring to be messed with he's not going to cancel a tour if he does decide to leave so no. this is a time who knows who knows yeah, this is, if, if there's any time that's going to present itself to, to part ways with a group or even to start your own thing, now is it. Mm-hmm. With everything going on, now is the time. Yep. So, so, let's move on to a little bit. There are some cool things that are going to happen, though, in the near future. Let's talk about some more positive stuff. The first one that started making news yesterday and today, which is definitely worth talking about, a Woodstock 99 documentary is being made by Netflix and the same people who made or uh, same people that helped make that whole fire uh, fire festival documentary Ooh. on Netflix. All yeah, about so Woodstock 99 <laughs> and they have footage and interviews and if this is 
half as good as that Firefest one, and we already know the story of Woodstock 99 and how much of a chaotic disaster it was. Holy mm-hmm. crap. For all of you who may like might be too young for to remember all the Woodstock 99 stuff or you just never knew, Woodstock 99 was like technically the second revival because they had Woodstock 94, 95, whatever year that was. And then they tried to do Woodstock 99 and they had a good lineup and they had days of it and it was run so poorly. Security was a non-issue or non-existence. And mm-hmm. the festival promoters were not letting people leave the grounds because it was a camping type festival. And they were gouging people for basics. $9 for a bottle of water, you know, $20 for a small meal and just stuff like that for three days straight. People were getting sick. Security was not doing their job. Many, many, many women were assaulted physically and sexually throughout the festival. And near the end of day three, Limp Bizkit took the stage and started a riot, and this is where the crowd started burning things down with, like, literally lighting things on fire. Fist fights were breaking out. It was legitimately dangerous. There was, I remember the MTV footage saying, like, interviewing people and saying there's no way they could ever have anything like this again. And the, and the last bands played out. I think Red Hot Chili Peppers were able to finish out their set. I don't remember who the true headliners were, but that was the end. That was it. That was like the epitome of what the next few years of music would be and how festivals like that could never happen again. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they should. Um, Scott in the chat room just said, Firefest makes Five Finger look like a summer camp. Uh, well, eh. Mm. And anyway, I just, it was an atrocity. That's a better way to say it. And I really look back to, like, the lineup was actually well done. They had the right bands there for the right time. It was on paper well, but on paper it was written out well. The execution failed. And that was the the price of it. So. I'm trying to find the, uh. The Woodstock 99 lineup? Yeah. Let me did go- it have Bush and Buck Cherry? It did. Because, again, 99. Uh, again, it was. Again, it was 99, so... Godsmack. Mm-hmm. God, why don't I just pronounce Godsmack like that? Eh, you know. Insane Clown Posse. Uh, they, again, this was Woodstock. There, was, there, were many, right. there were many stages, and there were many styles. The Offspring, Corn, Lit. Then you have Ice Cube. You know, you, there was the Chemical Brothers, Rage Against the Machine. Everything there. Metallica. They had... Oh, man. Oh, was that... Yeah. yeah, see, again, this was a big event. This was a big deal. Mega- so there's definitely something there for everyone. Godsmack, Megadeth, Everlast, the Brian Seltzer Orchestra, Willie Nelson, Muse, early Muse too. This was like 99. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I want to say Red Hot Chili Peppers closed out the night. I'm not sure. Creed was there and they had Robbie Krieger from The Doors come and play with them. I remember that one because that was a really big deal and the crowd loved it. Wow. Yeah. Again, 99 Creed. That's when Creed was good. The 90s were Creed was good. So, Yeah, that's when I listened to Creed. On paper? Yeah. On paper, they had it down right. Execution, they failed miserably, and a lot of people suffered. And that documentary could be bonkers. You better believe I'll be checking that out. Dude, I want to see that. Yeah, I Gretchen annoyed. and I will. Gretchen and I, after it's there, Gretchen and I will probably do a watch along because we do like movie watching parties all over Discord and stuff. That's probably what mm-hmm. we'll do, and then we'll give a full report on just discussing it with you guys and talking about it on the podcast the Tuesday after it gets released. 
So yeah, definitely keep your eye on that if you are if you do subscribe to Netflix and just keep your eyes open for that documentary because that is something not to be missed. I don't remember when it's supposed to come out, the exact date. It's been um it's currently being made right now, like actually working on this stuff. So it'll be a few months for sure, but there is a chance it could be out in twenty twenty. So, again, just keep your eyes out for it, because it is going to come, and there's plenty of footage, because they recorded everything from Woodstock 99, the good and the bad. MTV did, Rolling Stone did, everyone was there. This was a big event. So, so yeah. Okay, is everyone... Okay, I've, yes, I see all the Creed comments about sex. That's hilarious. Still to me, but we have to move on. Gretchen, do you know about that? I always see people comment on it, and I'm just like, eh, one of these days I'll figure it out. Okay. Okay, I'll cool. explain it to you right now. On one of my old videos, I went over one of the bad Creed albums, and in a song by Creed, out at a very out-of-place moment, Scott Stapp yells, SEX! Really loud. And that's, mm-hmm. what, and that's where it comes from. <laughs> that's it. That's the joke. <laughs> And that's okay. Many people have at me, and that's fine because I think it's still funny. And you see me in the old, like five-year-old video, just laughing about it. Four or five years, however old it is. But yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. The sign. The song is called "Signs" S I G N S by Creed. You you can't miss it. All it's not even halfway through the song either. You can't miss it. So when you're here next weekend and we go to like Spirit Halloween. And I just shout it in the middle of the store randomly. Ma'am, yeah. we're going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> I'll have to go to the Spirit Halloween I don't like. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be interesting, though, because we'll all have masks on. So that way they won't see you mouth it. So if you're, if you're sneaky and no one's around you, you could actually go, who said that? Who did that? Who did that? Yeah. Who on earth would do that? <sighs> so, yeah. So... Really looking forward to that. I want to see if it's the same production level, who they interview, how many people they have that were there. Limp Bizkit was a big part of that. So were Red Hot Chili Peppers because they were there performing with the fire in the background of people just causing a riot. Yeah, that's literally what it was, too. So yeah, I'm reading articles now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't don't know if I could have done it because, like, at that point, it was, like, dangerous chaos, you know? So... (sighs) Uh, moving on, we'll go through some of these a little more quickly just because, uh, just for the notes. For all of you people who are loving the live concerts and live stream concerts that are going on to watch, there are three big ones that were announced. Pearl Jam's going to do theirs in the next few weeks, which is like literally a 33 song set that they recorded like two years ago from their performance in Seattle at the um, Seattle State Baseball Stadium. I don't remember the I don't remember the name of it. I mean big big show, big production. If you love Pearl Jam, 33 songs, big surprises, that's for you. Announced today, Lamb of God is going to be doing two unique live streams where they t- cover two albums. There's more information on that about on getrock.net and I think that's totally cool because Lamb of God puts on a live show. Gretchen saw them live at Sonic <laughs> Temple and she yep. saw that firsthand. Yep. So, you know what the... Oh, man. I can't remember which albums they are, but they're going to be two full um, full albums, and they also have some special guests, and they have Whitechapel being one of the pre-show warm-up bands, too. So that is something really cool to see. The shows will begin, I believe... Oh, let me find the dates for everyone. 
September 25th. The September 18th gig will be the new album Lamb of God self-title in full. And September 25th will be Ashes of the Wake in full. So for all you Lamb of God fans, those are two sets you really want to check out. You can do one or both. And you can get tickets on lambofgod.com. And I believe it's $15 or $20 if you want the like special event type stuff. And finally, for all another one that was announced over the weekend, Baroness is going to be doing their first live stream concert. They're going to be performing their entire latest new album, Golden Gray, in entirety, front to back, and a few other new songs. Tickets can be found on yourbaroness.com. Very interested to see what they have to do because they're big on surprises and the artwork and all that stuff. And they'll be playing their whole double album, their new one, front to back. So there's more of these coming out, like I said they would, and there's going to be a lot of fun ones. So keep your eyes open for that stuff. For all you Corey Taylor fans, tomorrow is a fun day because Corey's going to release another new song off his upcoming solo album. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He just announced it today. Highway, oh, si- Highway 666, coming soon. And that's the name of the song. That's a very Corey Taylor-named song. I think we can all agree. Wait, does it include the coming soon? What do you mean? Oh, you said Highway 666. Oh, no, no. Uh, I'm just saying the name of the song is Highway 666. And okay. the song is being released tomorrow, September 2nd. If you want... I thought you meant coming soon was part of the title. No, no, no. Just want to make sure I'm not confusing anyone. So that'll be tomorrow. Song is killer, by the way. I hope everyone loves it. You can check it out on YouTube, thecoreytaylor.com. Uh, pre-orders are still up for the solo album. Black Eyes Blue is still charting highly, and that'll be fun to do. We'll talk about uh, the new song also, Highway 666, next week after people have had some time to digest it, and it's public. Speaking of charting, though, let's go over the Billboard Mainstream Top 3 of the week. I know there are a few changes. I will want to hear some people's response like that. So, come... Uh, Gretchen, are you okay, dear? I don't know. Am I going to be okay? Of course. You're a big, tough girl. You can handle anything, can't you? Yeah. At number three is Dangerous by Seether. And this is at its peak position. Again, the new album just came out a couple weeks ago. And that song has been on the chart for 10 weeks now. Now at number three, still climbing. It could reach number one. I'm not sure. Radio loves playing Dangerous. They love them some Seether, especially FM. Sirius, um, they have better variety. They interchange which songs from Seether they'll play. FM rock stations across the U.S. are loving them some Seether. Yeah. At number two is Atlas Falls by Shinedown, falling in from number one. Son of a beasting. They could not keep number one forever, unfortunately. However, they still hold the record for most number one rock songs on Billboard's mainstream rock chart of all time, beating Van Halen, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, and many, many more bands. That just hurts even more because I was supposed to be seeing them tonight. Well, now you get to see them in 2021. That's something to look forward to. (laughs) You get to see them again. Isn't that great? (laughs) It's great. You have something to look forward to. Hooray. So, and then at number one, as I said to everyone over the last two weeks, is Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra All Within My Hands, the symphony symphony take on the old Metallica song coming in at number one. I have no problems with it. I'm fine with that. I would prefer it to fall down a little bit faster because, again, as cool as this is and S&M 2 is awesome and things like that, 
I want to. This is a unique thing. I want to see other bands get rotated in now. Like when the Pretty Reckless had number one for three weeks in a row, that was awesome. We need more of that stuff like that. Shine Down getting the number one spot for two weeks in a row for the sixteenth time. That's awesome. And then they fall down again. You know, even if Seether gets number one, that's fine. But we need to rotate more songs in in the top ten. And there are songs that are charting still, that are rising up in the top ten, not just all through the top 40, but in the top 10 and the top three, then will rotate also. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of that. So congrats again to Metallica. Not sure they needed another number one, but they're going to get it whether they need it or not, because it's Metallica. Also Metallica had their driving concert to massive success. Many people went in for those driving shows throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. And they said they loved them. Metallica says they might be planning another another driving concert because they had such good success. Whether that's at the end of 2020 or beginning of 2021, we don't know. Hopefully we'll get to see Metallica live in 2021 as concerts start popping up. It'll, we'll have to keep our eyes on if COVID cases go down finally and people start rising up and staying home and so we can start doing this. Or if we start doing socially distant concerts and making them better than that nightmare in Sturgis that set everyone back. Whichever we have to do, that's fine, but we can make it happen. So I still feel that we have a ways to go in some of those areas. But other than that, those are the big stories for this week. I still feel that we have a lot of good music coming in September, also early October, but September. Marilyn Manson's upcoming album, We Are Chaos, is coming out next week, if I'm correct. The new Deftones album is coming out at the very end of the month. We will also be getting a new single from Deftones in the next week or two, and they're saying it's much heavier than the first single, which I'm excited to hear because heavy Deftones is some people's jam. The lighter Deftones, too, but still, I'm very interested to hear what they have to do for that one. And it, sound, and it should sound very different from Ohms, the title track that came out just a couple weeks ago. And also Ides, uh, Idols, Ides, however you want to pronounce it. They have a new album coming out. People love them. They're, um, I know Crash and John, ARTV and Crash Thompson, they're big fa- fans of them if you're into that type of music. So there's a lot of new stuff coming out. On my channel, I'm working right now on a Think Piece video just about Spotify and streaming services. And it's asking the question, is Spotify destroying the music industry? And I have the video all recorded. I've started editing everything out. It's going to take me a day, another day or two to like to get all the stats and graphs and stuff layered into the video. But I'm hoping to have that on Patreon either Wednesday or Thursday. So that'll be coming this week, less than a week for everybody. And then also since last week's uh, video, 10 One Hit Wonders in 90s Rock, was so successful and people are still checking it out. If you haven't, please do on the Rock channel. I'll leave a link in the comments as well. Um, since that was such a success, this month in September, I will be doing 10 What Hit Wonders in 2000s Rock. And then in a few months from now, I'll do part twos. Like 10 more One Hit Wonders in 90s Rock and 10 more One Hit Wonders in 2000s Rock. So I'll make this a little bit of a mini-series. I won't do this endlessly, but I'll make part twos for both ones. And this month, I'll do 10 What Hit Wonders in 2000s Rock for sure. So thank you for everyone who shared out that video and liked it and watched it and left comments. Please continue to do so. The videos helped my channel bounce back a little bit, and that's huge for me. This last week has really helped out a ton. This is the perfect time to share that video or any video from the main channel that you liked. Tell a friend. Tell a friend to subscribe, especially. Everything helps. On Gretchen's channel, she just posted today her favorites of this past month, just some of her favorite things. Um, Gretchen also has what is called a 
what is what's on the uh i don't want to spoil it but there's no way to describe without spoiling she has a tumblr mug can you please describe what it says on the tumblr mug gretchen oh my my kill start mug it says goth juice on it and it has like a little skull and it's split in half and it looks like a little orange like orange juice but it's a skull yes goth juice. so gretchen has this black tumbler that says goth juice and she drinks out of it all the time and it's fantastic and I even I have to say, it's pretty awesome looking. As someone who's not goth at all, that's pretty cool looking. Don't know if she can get away with taking that to work, but it's still pretty awesome looking. Um, I take it to work every single day that I'm in the office. All right. Well, your work's a lot more forgiving than mine would have been. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, finally, I work with college kids, so. Right. And someone just brought this up in the chat room. Um, I'll just bring this up right here. I posted this on Twitter as well. Since regretting the past has taken a back seat just because views have been down over the last few ones. And I was a little bit bitter about the last one I did because the last one I did, I let patrons vote on it. And there were people in discord demanding people vote on Hooba Stank, demanding that be the next one. And I listened to everyone and it was the least watched one I've had by a long shot. So that's part of the reason why. And then I found all the success over the past few months since I've been able to do this, put more time into it, put more like do the top 10 videos and list videos and things like that, and do interviews and other stuff. However, I said at the very beginning of the year that I would do two regretting the past this year. And if I said just on Twitter, just to back this up, if I get to 60,000 subscribers on the main channel, then I'll start planning the next regretting the past. And that's not unrealistic. I'm not that far away from that. So if once I get to 60,000, then I'll start planning it out. And, and you guys know me. I'm not the, I've never been the guy that's like, you know what? I'll, I'll do this. And then it takes me six months to do something. <laughs> I'm usually pretty upfront with ideas and stuff like that. So once I get yeah. to 60,000 subs, then I'll start planning out the next regretting the past. So schedule is always going to be a little bit different, but I'm usually pretty good about planning things out, writing scripts out, and actually editing and filming as long as I have time. The only one that I will not be doing for sure, the album, someone just mentioned it, is Lulu by Metallica, because that is my long-running Patreon goal, that there's no way I will sit down and do that to myself and listen to Lulu front to back and make a whole video about it, unless I get that Patreon goal. So, <laughs> I assure you, it's easier to get a regretting the past out of me by getting me to 60,000 subscribers and just sharing videos out to your friends and telling them to subscribe than to getting my Patreon account to higher numbers. So that being said, thank you all very much for tuning in again. Please keep an eye out on the main channel for that Spotify Think Peace video. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. Then we'll be back to normal shenanigans. I also have other stuff coming up this month. If you are a patron on Patreon, I'll be sending out um, an update email just for what to specifically to expect this month for other videos and things like that. Thank you guys again, especially thanks to you for patrons for supporting the channel. You guys are helping me out a ton in these tumultuous times right now of endless furlough and shenanigans. Thank you again for all of you that have been subscribed to the channel for a while or new subscribers. Huge thanks to all of you who tune in live for these podcasts on YouTube. That helps a ton to have a little bit of interaction as well as everyone that does listen on the podcast and streaming forums like Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever it may be, totally helps a ton. So please continue to do so. Please share things out. I appreciate you all being here. Gretchen, I appreciate you being here and helping me out with this and giving some insight on the Five Finger Death Punch situation. I'm sorry you could not mm -hmm. be here at Shinedown right now. And you know, it was a year ago today I was at Knotfest. 
Oh, really? So, like, I'm just all sorts of sad today. Well, to be fair, <laughs> not, not, not this is a good memory, though. It was. It was so good. You had a lot of fun at Knotfest. So did I when I yeah. was at Knotfest. So you know what? We'll have more good memories next year. Uh, Won't we? Won't we? Yeah, if everyone acts right. We'll find out in November when elections are over and we have a clear path of... <laughs> when we, if we have a clear path of, okay, what happens next? Or, okay, are our passports ready? <laughs> One or the other. So... Thank you guys again. We really do appreciate your support on this. Um, one final thing, just because you brought it up. If you're looking for a mask, I sell masks in my merch, Rocked Masks, and they're all on my merch bar on the main channel, also on teespring.com. Just watch any ch- any video on the Rocked main channel. Scroll down a little bit. You'll see all my merch, hoodies, zip-up hoodies, t-shirts, and really nice masks with the Rocked logo on it. And they're as cheap. I'd also like to point out, I featured it in my favorites video today. Thank you. That's very helpful. They're also really good quality. And I made them as cheap as Teespring would allow me because they're masks. They're not t-shirts and hoodies. So they're actually reasonably priced. I'm not gouging people for them. So thank you guys again. Appreciate all your support. Gretchen, is there anything you would like to end with besides you miss Shinedown? Nope. It's like, what's the point of me saying social distance and wash your hands because people still ain't doing it. Just because those biker losers in Sturgis did it for Smash Mouth doesn't mean that everyone's not going to do it. I mean, look where we are. It's September 1st and we're still in this mess. Europe's doing better. That's <laughs> I know how I am. Canada, what doing? Canada seems reasonably better <laughs> yeah it no we know people know what to do here it's just they don't want to it's it's, it, it's defiance it's karen's gone wild so you know mm-hmm. uh karen's gone wild there there's a there's a hashtag Ugh. Ugh. yikes thank you guys again everybody say bye gretchen Hi, Gretchen. <laughs> Say you love Shine Down, Gretchen. I love Shine Down. <laughs>